Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemont Williams. Welcome back to the show, Outside the Huddle, with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on this last week of August, August the 28th, last Wednesday of August. Excited because college football has kicked off last week, and we got some exciting games kicking off this week. My first ESPN3 football schedule kicks in tomorrow night, Thursday night, so I'll be broadcasting live in Beaumont, Texas, Thursday night football, uh, Lamar Cardinals, Southland Conference football game, as well as games kicking off throughout the country on Saturday, as well as NFL, kind of say cut-down date this Thursday or this Saturday. The last preseason game is this Thursday. And uh, so the 53-man roster should be set by Sunday morning. And a lot of teams will know who are their players going into the regular season starting September 9th. But I want to kind of start the show off talking about the breaking news and the big news that shocked the NFL as well as the sports world this weekend. This past weekend was the announcement of former Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck who retired from the NFL at the age of 29. So my super producer, A-Rod, always joins in and chime in with his thoughts throughout the show. I know I'm bringing him in a little bit early, but A-Rod, just follow me here on this. When you heard the announcement over the weekend, as well as myself and everybody in the world, about Andrew Luck, the all-pro uh, you know, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, and a guy that has ups and downs caused injuries in the last couple seasons, but announced that he will be making his retirement on Sunday morning. Actually, during the preseason game was a coach home game. Uh, what were your initial thoughts before I give you my thoughts and opinions on that? How did you feel about hearing Andrew Luck making his retirement or wanting to retire from the NFL at the age of 29? It, it felt more to me like the Colts are just having the, the worst season ever already to begin with, and they haven't even fully gotten kicked off yet. Um, you know, with with them trading Odell over to the Browns now, I, I don't know what's going on with the Colts. I just feel like they're they're really shooting themselves in the foot. I don't like. I feel <laughs> their changes of things that are going on are just bad, and I don't it feels like it's going to play a big role, a bigger role in their you know how they go out for the rest of the season. But you know, being Andrew Luck, you know he 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 had a lot of injuries. I think he could have been a much more better quarterback. Uh, but you know things happen here and there. But I, I you know with him retiring. He's definitely going to get paid. He's going to get the money, everything like that. But you know, it just—he left the fans. He basically, you know, just was like, you know what? I'm done with you guys. I can't. I can't deal with the pressure and just left. And it was just like, man, already then. Well, the Colts are definitely having a bad one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, this situation is unique for me on all levels. One that I know Andrew's father Oliver pretty well, and I know Andrew. Uh, I've been met, I met Andrew a couple times, so I know him acquaintedly uh, through. Uh, just speaking and hiding by, but also from a sports standpoint, you know, here's a guy that was in his prime and at the age of 29 that all of a sudden decided to leave. And it's been reported that he was leaving somewhere in the potentially he could have made somewhere like $450 million in a near future salary. But here's a guy that you know, started his career in 2012, a high draft pick out of Stanford. Uh, but at the end of the day, injuries – and, and, you know, just the mental, his mental capacity of trying to battle through it and trying to get ready for the team each and every year, especially the last two seasons, has, has taken a toll on him mentally and also physically. So 
it just shows you that the game, as far as NFL game, is 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 brutal on your body, uh, physically and mentally, and also, uh, it, you know, guys are really now younger guys, especially guys in like the Gronkowski's and <clears throat> Andrew Luck are starting to walk away at the age of twenty nine. I don't know if it's going to be a trend uh, throughout the NFL, but. It just tells me that, one, that players are really now focusing on their health uh, as far as a mental standpoint. Uh, physically, they're trying to overcome a lot of battle scars from, from taking a lot of hits and their body and the ups and downs of that. And also, you know, guys are able to walk away from the game that they love so much because the fact that they lost – the key word I hear a lot from players that's retiring early is the joy. They lost the joy for the game. Andrew Luck stated that in his press conference, I heard, uh, Gronkowski, Ronnie Gronkowski, the former tight end for the New England Patriots, states that in a little seminar or public speaking uh, engagement that he had, and then I saw tape of it uh, this morning. So with, with all that being said, uh, A-Rod, it's just it's amazed me people, the fans, uh, can be so disappointed in Andrew Luck, be so uh, disappointed in his decision to retire. But at the end of the day, it's his body. Uh, he one he's the one that got to go through the rehab. He's the one got to get up early and do all the things that we don't see behind the scenes to be successful. Hell, he talked about having a lacerated kidney at one time. I had a lacerated liver in college football playing football. I got hit on the side, and that took me out of the game for almost two weeks. So I can only imagine as a quarterback. And I play defense, so I can only imagine as a quarterback taking hits constantly. Uh, the coach did doing a good thing. I mean, good. Uh, uh, service by not providing him with a great line at the time when he played throughout the coast, and he took a lot of hits, man. And and uh, now it's just, I guess, mentally he couldn't get over it up, and he started to retire, leaving a lot of money on the table. But Indianapolis going for it, uh, like you said, they're in shambles offensively. Uh, they was prepared, I guess, in a sense, because uh, he hasn't really done anything. He hurt his calf or, I guess, high ankle sprain, calf injury, and he hasn't really practiced. And he was going through the nuances of that. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has been their starting quarterback. Is now the official starter quarterback for the team. So I guess the coach kind of had a feeling that he will be leaning, well, not re- leaning to retirement, but leaning to the opportunity to not play this season or not for the first couple of weeks. So, man, it's, it shocked me when I heard it. I'm not going to lie about that, uh, A-Rod. When I heard it of the weekend, I was like, wow. Okay, so... That's where we're going now with the coach because the coach thought that, you know, think about last year and how Andrew came back, led his team to the playoffs, took over the AOC South Division. I covered the Houston Texans, so I see a lot of the coach at least twice a year uh, in the AOC South Division. And now the AOC South Division as a whole is up for grabs. The Texans is really, I can make a push for that, that divisional championship despite not having their running back. And, we'll, and I'll talk more about that in the second segment. But to kind of put a bow on this Andrew Luck thing, uh, it comes to show you that football is a game that we all love. It's a game that uh, makes a lot of money. It's a billion-dollar industry. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the individual. And if the individual loses the passion and the love for the game, uh, he has the option to retire. And you know, it's, I read something that the coach would not pursue him for the signing bonus that they gave him. I don't know if that's a PR move on the good faith of that, but uh, to me, I, I think Andrew has provided them with all the services that he can provide them at this point. Uh, 
uh, it makes sense for them to let him go and go into retirement. Now, do I believe that his retirement is going to stay uh, permanent? I do, due to the fact that this history, and I know his father, uh, Oliver, I think that Andrew uh, is a guy that will seek refuge and other things outside of the football field. So it's going to be a process for him. But as time passes on, I believe that he was a, he could be able to move forward and find something else that he loves and, 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 and not miss the game as much as if, you know, some other players that recently retired and walked away from the game. So in, in grand scheme of things, A-Rod, I appreciate the feedback and, and your thoughts and opinions on it. I just was really shocked as, as well as you. And we'll see how this thing plays out for the coach. You never know if you can get those guys motivated and make a push like they did last year and make it to the playoffs. I know T.Y. Hilton is very, was very emotional about it. Uh, a lot of players came out with their support, J.J. Watt to Drew Brees. I was shocked to see a lot of love around the league, the players really stepping up and, and speaking their opinion, making their uh, their thoughts known, and supporting Andrew. Uh, and, you know, you want to get mixed reviews from the media, uh, pundits, the media, personalities, but that's their job. Their job is to be able to critique it, you know, give their thoughts and make it more entertaining on TV. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and wrap up this first segment. It looks like we're coming up on our first break. So Andrew, I mean, Andrew, Andrew Luck, I mean, uh, A-Rod, <laughs> we're going to break. And when we come back, I'll break down and recap the Texans versus the Cowboys preseason game last week. Next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Levi Williams. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com After years of waiting, there's a radio show for shotgunning enthusiasts worldwide. Tune into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation for the very best in wing and clay shooting talk. Join Marty and his guests as they bring you hunting and shooting information that you can use. So whether you're a beginner or a seasoned pro, this show can be your go-to source for wing and clay shooting information. Listen live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the boys are taking aim at bucks and boars. Tagging along for this action-packed adventure is wild man Brian Pigman Quacka of Pigman the Series, Zach Wentz with Wentz Brothers Outdoors, and Travis T-Bone Turner from Michael Waddell's Bone Collector. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're 
for Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. The last week of August, August the 28th. Excited because football is around the corner. Well, football is here. But the NFL season kicks off September 9th. College football season has started from last week. And I'm excited for my first broadcast game with the ESPN Network uh, starting tomorrow night. Uh, you have the Lamar Cardinals playing their home opener, season season opener and home opener uh, in the Southland Conference. So I'll be broadcasting that game live tomorrow night. So, so all that being said, we talked about Andrew Luck in the first segment. His uh, really shocking, surprising to the NFL world, to the sports world. And I want to stay with the AFC South theme and talk about the Houston Texans. I don't know what happened to the Texans this past weekend when they traveled north, I-45 north, to play their in-state rival, the Dallas Cowboys. But I want to say the Texans left their offense at home, losing to the Cowboys 34-0. So, all right, so A-Rod, here's the thing. Texans offensively obviously didn't show up. They didn't play the points. They lost their star running back, their marquee running back, Lamar Miller. Uh, didn't play the first two preseason games, which is crazy. Played the third game and blew his knee out or got hit directly on his knee, tore his ACL, is done for the season. That's one thing I'm going to unpack here. The second thing, the Texans already have issues with the offensive line. They lose another lineman throughout the game, which takes away from their depth and their chemistry. That's another situation I'm going to unpack here shortly. And overall, my thoughts and opinions of that game, well, it really wasn't a game because uh, the Texans end up losing the 34. It wasn't competitive. Texans losing 34-0. So, so with that being said, let's start with the offense. Offensively, there was no offense for the Texans. They're 0-2 on the, uh, on the road so far in preseason. Uh, Deshaun Watson didn't play as much, probably played what, a series and a half, if I can remember. Took a couple of hits. Bill O'Brien snatched him out of the game due to the fact that his star running back, Lamar Miller, went down. And Lamar Miller's a guy, if you remember, the Texans traded for him from Miami, played with the Dolphins, had a successful career with the Hurricanes, and he also uh, put up big numbers for the Dolphins, which in return made him a free agent, South Houston, Texas. Was their leading rusher for the last couple seasons. Didn't have uh, He had a so-so season last year. Uh, but he was he lost a little weight to get a little quicker, and they're going to anticipate him to come out this year like he was in the past. But unfortunately, he tore his ACL on the second play of the game, got hit on the knee, landed awkwardly, and was removed from the field on cart. So that's devastating within itself. The Texans having a chance to see their star running back get caught off the field, and now they got to go. Uh, you know, find a guy, well, they had traded for a guy from the Cleveland Browns and Duke Johnson to be able to come in and step in some huge shoes, running back shoes for Lamar Miller. The Texans will need their running game without a doubt throughout this season because you got a dual-threat quarterback in Deshaun Watson. You want to bring some balance to the table to be able to offset the defense and be able to use 
uh, your running game to your benefit. Lamar Miller not being there uh, will give, I guess, the Texans an opportunity to have a running back game, running game by committee led by uh, uh, Duke Johnson. And if the Texans can find some success running the game, running the ball with the surprising information and announcement of Andrew Luck return, they could be competitive and win the AFC South division. Offensively, the offensive line is still a work in progress. Uh, even though they drafted Titus Howard, the young man out of Alabama State, that tackle, and he's playing a little bit of guard too, you can definitely tell that's a work in progress. Uh, and he's still feeling his way throughout the NFL as every rookie does their first year. But, you know, losing another offensive lineman in the first half was devastating. Uh, they lost a guy that was a versatile starter in Zach uh, Fulter. Fulter was, uh, you know, he got hurt in the first half. He played left guard or right guard and also played center. So he basically played the interior of the line. He was he could play either left guard or right guard, and he played center. Uh, and that's key for the Texans, having that protection up there and losing Zach uh, Fulter is, uh, is huge for the Texans. Uh, we'll see how they kind of pass that hole up, kind of rebuild there offensively. Uh, didn't really see too much from, let's see here, let's check the stats here real quick. Didn't really see too much from Deshaun. Again, he got pulled out early on in the game. Uh, Joe Webb is getting a lot of reps on his preseason. Unfortunately, he had two interceptions. He was sacked four times. Uh, didn't have any touchdown pass. Again, the Texans offensive sweat. Uh, a team showed up in Dallas, but it wasn't the Houston Texans. Uh, offensively, uh, they were dead. Uh, let's see here. Jordan Thomas, he really had a good game. The tight end, he continued to progress and get better uh, each and every week in the preseason. And that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, fumbles, too many turnovers. Texans had three fumbles. Uh, they lost it twice. Uh, you know, defensively, nothing really jumps out there because the Cowboys did their thing. They put up 34 points. So let's go on over to the other side of the field. How much can you say was it the Texans not showing up or was it the Dallas Cowboys really playing a really executing, well, really playing a really good game and executing their plays against the their in-state rival in the Houston Texans? So Dak Prescott, he didn't play a lot, but when he did play, he was 2-5 for 22 yards passing. He had one touchdown, throwing touchdown. Uh... What can we say about Tony Pollard? You know what I mean? It's like, A-Rod, we got Tony Pollard. He's, he's talking about a guy filling in some huge shoes from a running back standpoint. He's averaging 4.3 yards of carry against the Cowboys, I mean, against the Texans. But, you know, he's filling in for Ezekiel uh, Elliott, who still, as I've mentioned, is he's still on holdout right now. Tony Pollard seems like he's going to come in and, and make him some really good money for the Dallas Cowboys. If he continues to have this success, that he's putting up these numbers in preseason, rolling to the regular season, because the Cowboys have definitely needed that running game by committee. Uh, they had a total of 113 rushing yards. Uh, let's see here, jumping down, passing. Nothing really jumps out there to me right now from a passing standpoint uh, from the Cowboys. But you got to, you know, tip your head to the Cowboys. They did a really good defensively. They played aggressive coming out to the Houston Texans from the jump, never letting off them. And they put up 34 points, 17 in the first quarter, 10 in the second. That was pretty much it after that halftime. 
They put one more touchdown up, and they kind of ran away with the game. So hats off to the Dallas Cowboys. Disappointed in the Texans, but again, it is only preseason. You learn from your mistakes, and hopefully uh, this Thursday when they play their final preseason game, uh, they can get better. But for the most part, there's going to be a lot of young players playing, trying to make a roster spot, a few veterans here and there. But uh, the key guys would not play for a fact. I know that for a fact. Deshaun Watson, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, those guys would not play uh, on Thursday night. Now, I did hear something about the Davion Clowney. You know, Davion Clowney, the all-pro outside linebacker, defensive end for the Houston Texans. I heard he was entertaining uh, opportunities from teams like the Miami Dolphins and other teams. Now, Jadavion Clowney, if you haven't paid attention, he's uh, playing with a franchise tag, uh, and he wants a new contract with Houston Texans. And, you know, he's looking for a trade. He's looking to be traded. He's trying to use his leverage right now with the Texans not having a general manager and trying to, uh, you know, see what he can get out there in the market, see if anybody willing to trade. I heard reports that Seattle, your favorite team, A-Rod, is looking to maybe make a trade for him. I heard the Dallas, excuse me, not Dallas Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins uh, was another team, and maybe possibly the Philadelphia Eagles. So, if the Texans lose to Davion Clowney, you know, Clowney going into his sixth season, uh, he has 29 career sacks, made the Pro Bowl the last three years. He's really in his prime right now with a lot of upside. The Texans lose to Davion Clowney defensively. That'll be huge because when Clowney is in the game with J.J. Watt, they have a double-edged sword. Clowney can be able to attack from one side as well as J.J. And, and, and for the most part, that 3-4 defense needs Jadavion Clowney. Uh, Texans cannot let this opportunity slip away. And you need to bring uh, Jadavion Clowney back into camp or at least back into the facilities so he'll be ready, be ready for week one uh, of your season. But we'll see how it plays out. It's a business before it's a game. And right now, Jadavion Clowney is an option. I mean, it's, it's using his option from a business standpoint to be able to get him a new contract, get him some more money. And in return, he will produce on the field for the Houston Texans. So let's see here. Uh, real quick, A-Rod, what you think about the Seattle Seahawks, man? They uh, – they beat the Chargers last last week in a preseason game, twenty three fifteen. Give me a quick uh, breakdown on your thoughts of that game. I uh, wasn't disappointed, you know. They, they looked they looked smooth. Everything looked good. I mean, just a couple things they could they could work on, you know, like all teams and everything like that. But yeah, they uh, I wasn't disappointed with them uh, coming out um, going against the, the Chargers this last game. As long as they keep up the same rhythm and the same, you know, everyone's staying on the same page. I think the, they're always going to be a threat. So you know, you can't you can't undermine them. So yeah. I'm look. I'm, I'm excited to see how it's going to be uh, in, in the last preseason game, and then you know, I, I feel like you know they'll they'll be good on their first week. Yeah, it seemed like it was a Geno Smith sliding over there for the Seattle Seahawks. He played quarterback. I didn't realize Geno signed with Seattle. Yeah, he's definitely was one of the new ones that just came over with everyone else. Um, but yeah, he was he was definitely putting up numbers too. I, I wasn't disappointed at all. I mean, he's definitely been taking good you know uh, advice from Russell. Working on his technique and, and making every, everything, you know, much more tuned. But, yeah, he was doing good out there, you know. If Wilson needed a cover real quick, I, I would not be disappointed with, with, his, with his work and how he handles the, the quarterback position uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. And, yeah, he, he looked good. Yeah, it's, it's good to see that he's still hanging on and having an opportunity to play in the NFL. 
despite not having a successful career in New York and uh, bouncing around Geno Smith, and he has some more, uh, I guess, more left in the tank for him to play in the NFL. Seattle's definitely getting him an opportunity there. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking at the stats. Jumping down before we take another break. Nothing really jumps out there at me besides Geno Smith throwing for 117 yards. He's 11 for 18, throwing for 117. Got sacked one time, but uh, I didn't have any touchdowns or interceptions. So we'll see how things progress. Uh, you know, Russell didn't play as much, but he did when he was in the game. He led him down the field. and uh, But Russell Wilson, you know, he's Mr. Consistent. So he's going to do his thing for the Seattle Seahawks. All right, A-Rod, I think it's time for us to take another break. I want to say it is, but if so, let's go ahead and break. And when we come back, we'll switch gears. We'll go from the NFL and we go to the college football and recap some of the games from last week and preview games coming up on this week, uh, starting Thursday through Saturday. Next one, Outside the Huddle, with your host, Lee Williams. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live. Houston, Texas, on this last week of August. August 28th, tomorrow kicks off Thursday Night Football. For myself, I'll be broadcasting my live, my game, the ESPN Network, uh, ESPN 3 to be exact. <clears throat> the Lamar Cardinals will be kicking out their season opener at home. And I'm excited to call that game to get back in the grind and get back on the 
on TV and do my thing. I'm excited. I got my suit pressed. I got everything ready. I got to go over my notes a little bit after the show. But for the most part, I've been doing this for a while. I'm excited for it, for myself, and be back in the booth with my broadcast partner, Dan Gresham. So with all that being said, college football got me pumped up. I know that A-Rod pumped up because he's over there talking to the commercial break about college football. So, A-Rod, last weekend we saw some really good games. Uh, yeah, Miami versus Florida, an in-state rivalry game. But Florida ended up winning late 24-20. So, with that being said, I don't know if you got a chance to see the game or you caught some highlights of that Miami and Florida game. But if you did, can you share your thoughts on that game? on the Hurricanes versus the Gators. It definitely got me excited, you know, especially for all college football to be back in general, too, and just, just football all around. And with the, the game that happened, you know, that, that, that was a good, you know, classic little, you know, 50-50 game where both teams were coming out to play, and, you know, they were, they were definitely trying to make a statement opening up. With the Gators, you know, beating them still, it wasn't a disappointment. It brought the joy and everything, the excitement of college football, and, you know, just seeing how the college atmosphere plays out. And, you know, I was, wasn't disappointed with the, the first opening game, and, and it, was, it was really good. Uh, got to give it to the Gators uh, for definitely showing out and taking that. And, yeah, I, I, I think Miami will definitely, you know, be a threat, and you, you, you can't undermine them. Yeah, I mean, if we're basing everything on the first week, Miami definitely looks like they're going to be a competitor in the AOC conference this year. Florida is definitely going to be a competitor team in the South the, uh, Southeastern Conference for the SEC. Uh, I was shocked at the quarterback play. Uh, Frank did a really good job, even though he threw two interceptions and the turnovers offensively from the Florida Gators, Frank number eight right now. Uh, you know, they pulled through and was able to pull off the win late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Miami didn't go without a fight, though. I mean, Jaron Williams, their quarterback, had 214 passing yards, one throwing touchdown. Uh, at times, you can definitely tell that with lack of experience, some of the decision-making that he did throughout the game, especially in the second half, cost uh, the Miami Hurricanes the game. But they was fighting, man. It was a very entertaining game for week one. Uh, I'm pretty sure ESPN got a lot of ratings. People chimed in to the game because, you know, everyone is hungry right now for some live football, uh, meaningful game with preseason going on with the NFL, some games that really counts. And actually seeing the Hurricanes in Florida, in-state rival, everyone was pumped up about that, including myself. It was very entertaining, a lot of turnovers. Saw the turnover chain come out <laughs> for the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, and they got a new thing. They got the uh, 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 the offensive touchdown ring. When you score a touchdown, guys put on the the four finger rings. That's back from the hip hop days, and you put the four finger rings on your hands. So I really like the swag. I really like the confidence of what the Miami Hurricanes are bringing to the table. Getting guys and spinners throughout the game uh, with little perks like that. Uh, but the Hurricanes, though, I mean, excuse me, the Florida Gators. You know, they did their thing offensively. They were able to lead the team down the field fourth quarter. I'm going through some of the highlights right now, looking at it online. Uh, a lot of turnovers, a lot of high impactful game. I mean, impactful plays, guys making plays defensively. Uh, the Gators, again, their quarterback at Franks, uh, he really controlled that offense despite some early game, early first half turnovers. Gators was able to pull through and, and get that win over their in-state rival. And it's going to help the Gators as far as recruiting too, because you have, you know, Florida State up there in Tallahassee, so that's pretty much the North Panhandle uh, big recruiting school up there and throughout the state of Florida. 
Yeah, the Florida Gators in Gainesville. So it's kind of like Central Florida in the heart of the state of Florida. Then you have Miami, of course, is at the bottom, uh, South Beach. And they do a lot of the recruiting from, I guess, from pretty much all the South region of Florida, from Tampa to Orlando down. So right now, in the battle of recruiting, Florida has a leg up on Miami. And they can say, you know what, come to Florida, you could beat Miami because uh, we beat them in week one. But, you know, Florida State Seminoles are going to have something to say about both teams because they play both teams this year. They play the Gators in their classic game, and they will play their rival in the Miami Hurricanes, I want to say, as well, uh, throughout the season. They play the Hurricanes, let's see here. Florida State play the Hurricanes on November 2nd at Florida State. So that's going to be a huge game as well. So switching gears, going from the south in Florida to all the way Hawaii, Arizona, you know that team very well, A-Rod, Arizona, under Kevin Sumlin, traveled to Hawaii and played uh, uh, the Warriors and ended up losing at the last second. I really was impressed with this game. It was very entertaining. It was a late-night game. If you stayed up not late to watch it, it seemed like it was very entertaining. But the Arizona Cardinals ended up losing to Hawaii 45-38. Uh you know, and, and at the end of the day, I'm a huge Kevin Sumlin fan. I, I respect the man. I remember when he was the head coach over here at University of Houston, as well as working up his ranks and, and moving up to uh, University or Texas A&M University uh, with Johnny Manziel and all that success they have with Johnny. And now he's over in the West Coast for the Arizona Cardinals. So I don't know if you got, again, I'm going to ask you the same question there. I don't know if you got a chance to stay up late and watch that game, doing the fact that you're in Arizona and Phoenix. And uh, saw some highlights of it, but Khalil Tate, man, he's a real deal for Arizona. Uh, he ended up passing for 361 yards, had three touchdowns, unfortunately had two interceptions, but he could have won the game with his legs. He had 108 rushing yards, but he got he got tackled right on the one yard line before crossing the goal line and could have won him the game. Despite the loss from Arizona, A Rod, give me your quick breakdown of what you thought the Wildcats. Uh, how the Wildcats look against Hawaii in that loss. Just like any college football game, you know, it was definitely exciting just to see that the atmosphere of them uh, out there and, and playing. I didn't catch all of it. Unfortunately, you know, it, it's just those are one of those games where it just it happens. You know, sometimes you put out your, your heart out into the game, things happen, and, you know, yeah. I wasn't disappointed. I mean, they've been doing good. They, they've brought their A game. Uh, just got to see really uh, what their, their goal is. Yeah. What do you think about Khalil Tate? The senior, six two senior out of Inglewood, California. Have you had a chance to watch this dual threat quarterback? From what I've seen on film and watching live games, he's a real deal. I mean, Kevin Sumlin got a really good quarterback in Khalil Tate. Yeah, no, I haven't had a chance to catch a, the footage of that. Well, once you get a chance to watch him on tape, he reminds me a whole lot of Tyrod Taylor ish a little bit. Uh, who else does he remind me of? He got a little of Russell Wilson in him from the standpoint of. Of, uh, of poise and being able to lead his offense down the field. He plays a lot in the shotgun position, uh, but he has the quickness and the awareness to be able to get away from defenders and, and move the ball down the field with his legs. Uh, have a really strong arm, uh, but he's exciting. He's basically what you need to see in college football. Uh, size-wise, he's 6'2", I want to say on paper, but I have to say he has probably be about six maybe six feet, six one, if that. Uh, but Arizona, and out in the West, 
uh, the, the Pac-12 now, uh, you know, he's going to really make make his mark. I mean, despite their first loss, let's see here, who's Arizona playing next? Check their schedule. But uh, when I saw in that first game, first week one game against Hawaii, Arizona's going to be a competitive. They're going to be uh, competitive, they're going to be a contender in the Pac-12 division. Uh, and plus, my guy, Kevin Sumlin, is going to find a way to get it done. So I, I, I don't have any – I'm not questioning anything when I hear about uh, Arizona – excuse me, yeah, Arizona and, and their way – and try to make their way in the uh, Pac-12 division. I'm trying to find their schedule real quick. So I'm trying to do two things here at once. But I really was impressed with the Arizona Card, I mean, Arizona Card, the Arizona Wildcats against Hawaii. Now, Hawaii, there's a team out far west, <laughs> far west, and a lot of people, you know, sleep on uh, Hawaii and their, and their talent pool, but they're able to come out and, and play aggressive football against Arizona. speaks volumes within itself as well, so... Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they're both going to be contenders in this, and, and they're, they're going to bring their A game. I mean, Hawaii is definitely is a, is a tough team. I've known defensively if they're really tough defense to go against, and, you know, um, it, it just was a good game. You know, it just brought back more of the excitement of college football, and, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't disappointed with it at all. Yeah, it's little yeah. things they could work on here and there, but, you know, it's still the first game, you know. It, we'll see what really happens as the season plays out. We'll just have to yeah. see really a lot of hype going on over here. <laughs> Gotcha. Looking at the schedule, just glancing over their schedule, they have a small opponent, NAU, next uh, this Saturday, or on the on the ninth. Excuse me, on the seventh of September. Then they play Texas Tech, which is a big time game at home. They play UCLA. Then they go on the road and play in Colorado, and they play in 13 ranked Washington. So, man, Arizona has a. Uh, their hands full. Uh, they seem like they got a shoe and win their next week too, but they're definitely be uh, they're definitely bounce back. I, I, I have no doubt about that. They're bounce back, and things will play out in their favor uh, in the near future. All right, I hear the music playing, so it's time for us to take a break, and we're going to stick with college football and do some predictions and give our thoughts on this upcoming game starting tomorrow night, as well as games going into the Labor Day weekend. Next on outside the Williams. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? (laughs) 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas on this Wednesday night. August the 28th. Uh, all right, A-Rod, it's time for some last segment of the show. I want to kind of stick with the college football theme here. I've got a lot of games on deck, starting with my game next, I mean, uh, tomorrow night on Lamar Cardinals. I'm not going to give a prediction on that one because I have to broadcast that game live on the ESPN Network. So ESPN 3 Network uh, starting tomorrow. So, all right, Thursday night football games. Let's see here. Hey, Rod, we have, man, my computer just froze up. Okay, starting on Thursday Night Football and jump down to some games. You have Florida A&M playing UFC. I'm pretty sure USC will win that game there. Uh, See you another big game. You got Georgia Tech visiting number one ranked Clemson. What do you expect out of Clemson this year at ranked number one in college football, hey, Rod? I'm expecting a lot. I mean, you know. Being number one, you definitely got to bring your A game and you can't be messing around. You know, everything's got to be, you know, uh, on point and uh, all the way to the par. And I feel like, you know, um, with Clemson, they definitely have a lot. Um, a lot of people are, you know, a lot of weight on their shoulders with, with the pressure of how fans and, and, and people are going to be putting them at. But, you know, uh, I, I feel like they're gonna, going against Georgia Tech. I, th- I think that might be a fairly good game. Uh, of course, with college football being back, you know everyone's the first game's always going to be very, uh, you know, the energy's going to be high. It's going to be intense. Uh, you know, I feel like it's going to be a good game, and uh, I'm hoping for Clemson to bring bring the W on that. But you know, uh, we'll have to see how they how they adjust to you know the pressure of you know uh, the fans and you know being the first week and then coming out from uh, this break. We'll have to see how they they play. Yeah, I mean, Dabo Twenty, you know, they're a team to be ranked with. They're ranked number one for a reason. Uh, they had a lot of guys going to the NFL last year, so they're reloading this year. Uh, rank number one. I'm assuming they're going to just roll over Georgia Tech in this in tomorrow's night game. But it's definitely exciting to see on the new network, the ACC network now. Uh, that should be a fun game for the Clemson fans to kind of get them geared up and get ready for this 2019 season. Texas 
Texas State will play Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. How the Texas A&M Aggies look, hopefully they look impressive. I mean, Jimbo was brought in for a reason. Let's see how he can continue to progress that offense and get that team or that university back to their glory days of playing really good football in the SEC conference. Uh, that's kind of like their warm-up game before they end up playing um, their SEC uh, rivals. I know Lamar goes to Texas and then prior to, uh, I want to say, next weekend. They want weekend after next to play uh, in Texas and then. So Texas and then with the Jimbo Fisher, I'm going to give them the win over Texas State. <clears throat> My nephew plays uh, for Minnesota, and he's the star running back uh, for Minnesota. And Abraham, I want to see how they, how I, one, I want to see how my nephew does. <laughs> and two, I want to see how Minnesota improves offensively and allow my nephew to su- uh, succeed on the field as far as learning the football. They play South Dakota State, a smaller school. Uh, Minnesota should run over, literally run over Minnesota. Minnesota should run over South Dakota State. And nothing against South, South Dakota State. It's just Minnesota is a better team. I'm a little biased because my nephew is a star running back from Minnesota, the Golden Gophers. Uh, I think Minnesota will win that game on Thursday night as well. Looking for some huge numbers for my nephew after I get out the broadcast booth. Really good game here. Third, late Thursday night, you got Utah at number 14 playing BYU. Uh, that's a good rival game right there. Utah on the road. Uh, can BYU upset Utah? I doubt it. But that would be a fun game to watch as well. A-Rod, Thursday night, I'm going to go with Utah over BYU. Friday games, I'm telling you, bro, we got a lot of games this weekend when it comes to college football. Local school here in Rice University will play Army. Uh, New-looking Rice program, new head coach. Uh, can they go on the road win? We'll see. Uh, against Army. Then you have Michigan State. They play in Tulsa. I think Michigan State will win that game. Uh, Wisconsin versus South Florida on Friday night. I got Wisconsin number 19 and their star running back and Taylor uh, doing their thing. Let's see here. John, is it Jonathan Taylor? You know, he's, he's a guy that might be in the hunt for the Heisman this year if he stays healthy and continue to run the ball like they're running for Wisconsin. Wisconsin always been known to have really good running backs throughout their, their tenure. In their, in their program, you know, they're a run first, pass second offense. Uh, you know, so I'm looking for, I want to say it's, uh, it's Taylor. I couldn't pull up his information real quick, but looking for uh, the, the, the Badgers to do their thing. They play USC, South Florida, then they play Central Michigan next. So they're ranked at 19 right now. So we'll see how that plays out for the Badgers. You know, my computer's moving super slow. Maybe he's ready. Getting it, Jonathan Taylor, number 23, 5'11", junior out of uh, New Jersey. So I want to see how he, could, you know, gets better every season, putting up big numbers, see how it works out for Wisconsin Friday night. I'm trying to get to the Saturday games. Uh, computer moving slow here, but yeah, A-Rod, uh, it seems to me, which why my computer reloads. Which conference are you looking for as far as college football this season? SEC, ACC, or out there in the West Coast in the Big Twelve? 
Oh, you know me. West Coast over here. I, I'm, I'm definitely going for the Pac-12 over here. Um, uh, Oregon State, definitely one of my teams to look out for. You know, I, I feel like it's going to be a, a tough conference like it always is. Every team is definitely coming out to win. I hope Alabama just doesn't somehow get into the finals like they always do. Drive them a little bit more down. And <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm just glad football's back. You know, something to do over the weekend. I'm just excited to see what's going to play out. No doubt, no doubt. Jumping to the Saturday games, we have Ohio State playing for Atlantic. I think Ohio State will win that with their new coach, ranked number five. Uh, Iowa State will beat Northern Iowa. Nebraska will dominate over South Alabama. Jumping down to some afternoon games. Let's see here what games jumps out to be. Well, you mentioned Alabama. They played Duke, you know, at home. That's a that's a walking apart. I'd be totally shocked. I'll lead off the show next week if Duke upsets Alabama at home in week one. All right. Um, going down to some more afternoon games. Let's see here. You got North Carolina versus South Carolina. Uh, who's going to win at the Battle of the Carolinas? Uh, if I had to roll the dice and say South Carolina win that game, you got Stanford versus Northwestern. Uh, Stanford should beat that game at home. You got, uh, let's see here. Man, it's really good games on Saturday. You got one of the games that stands out to me. You got Norfolk State versus Old Dominion, the Battle of the Norfolk. Virginia, that's where I'm from. So I got ODU beating Norfolk State in that game there. Uh, LSU wins their first game. And Texas will win their first game at home as well. All right, man, I hear the music. That means it's time for me to wrap up the show. I want to thank everyone out there for listening to the show outside the huddle. I want to thank my super producer, A-Rod, for chiming in with his thoughts and opinion as well. Until we meet again next week, I will say have a great week and be safe. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.